and she's crazy. Says her ex was lazy. Her love life's kind of hazy. It's Aaron's Thursday blog. Well, hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Aaron Austin, your host, and it has been. Oh, God, a long time since I've done a podcast. Last one I did was about the guy to steer clear of in Memphis, uh, which still stands. And I have many, many updates on that situation. God, it's probably a good three, four, five podcasts worth of stuff to talk about. But I wanted to start off with feeling stuck. So let's uh, let's kick it off. This is episode number 25, uh, Feeling Stuck. So the relationship with the guy to steer clear of in Memphis has ended. And it is ended in some seriously dramatic fashion, if you will. Found out some really terrible things, some of which he would admit to. Some he will just die on that hill and not admit to, even though the evidence is there that something happened, right? So I'll get to that in a future podcast. But I and by the way, I've recorded this podcast two or three times. The first time I recorded it, I was really emotional. And I was going through a really tough set of days. Uh, The next time I recorded it, I was a little stronger. And I felt more confident. And I felt like I was going to get over the hump and, you know, talked about feeling stuck and how to try to get ourselves past it. And then I got COVID. Yeah, I, I finally got me after two years of walking around and being maskless and not maskless and whatever and being in crowds, I finally got it. And I really don't even know how because one day I just woke up and I was like, Oh, I kind of don't feel good. And went to work feeling kind of icky and felt like I had a tickle in my throat. And kind of by the end of the day, I felt achy, like everything felt achy, Uh, went to work the next day and had this coughing fit on the air. Like it was crazy. I couldn't even like, I couldn't say a word without coughing. Then I go home, I'm resting, I'm trying to feel better. And just uh, out of shits and giggles, I was like, you know what, Aaron, why don't you just take a COVID test? You got it. Let's just see, see what it says. Sure as shit, I'm positive. I'm like, holy crap. I have been way sicker in the last two years. And I was totally not positive with COVID. And then this time I feel like I'm starting to get a cold and I have COVID. So I've been stuck in my house. So literally, we're stuck. And I've had a lot of time to think, especially with the ending of this relationship, which has not been easy on me. Um, The entire relationship hasn't been easy on me. And so yeah, so I've been stuck here thinking, right? And all of my girlfriends and everybody says you need to go no contact and you can't talk to him, you got to block him, you got to block him on social media, all of that stuff. And you know, I'd done that. One thing that didn't work was my watch. I have an Apple watch. For some reason, his text messages would still come through on my Apple watch. And not that he was texting me a lot anyway. I think in his mind, us not being together was like his fucking freedom pass. So not that he didn't have a freedom pass the entire time we were together, because I guarantee you, most of the time that we were dating and as a couple, I don't think that really mattered to him. Actually, it didn't matter to him because he never, well, again, we'll talk about it in a future podcast, but he still hit on other women. He still was on every dating app and um, he never was in all in on the relationship. I was in, he wasn't. So with that being said, 
you know, now I'm sure he's like, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want, which I always have, because that's how I've lived my life the entire time. One of the things that I have felt stuck in was when we were dating. I knew that the relationship was wasn't good, right? I wasn't getting what I deserved. I wasn't being treated like I should be treated. And I didn't know how to get out. Like most people would just say, well, just get out, just break up, just da da da. And that's, that seems logical. That seems like a absolutely normal answer. If you're not getting what you want, then you leave. And what's weird is I've done that before. You know, I did that with my ex-husband. Um, I felt like I wasn't getting what I deserved out of the relationship. I had told him many times of what, you know, I thought we needed to work on and what needed to be fixed and it never got fixed. And so the longer it went, the more I had animosity and it drove drove us further and further apart, right? To the point where one day I'm no longer nagging him. I just don't care anymore. But even though I did care and, you know, that's one thing I, I felt stuck because also he made way more money than me. And so I had to figure out a way to be on my own and become unstuck, if you will. And then even after that divorce, I always felt like I was an inconvenience to my ex-husband. Like he always kind of treated me like I was a pain in his ass, right? So I always felt like once we got divorced, maybe he would be nicer to me. I don't know why I thought that. Not that I just thought that maybe he would have a softer tone with me. And that didn't really happen. And so then that made me even more upset in the years afterwards. And um, one day I kind of snapped out of it. And I was like, well, Aaron, sometimes, you know, people aren't going to be nice to you. They're not going to, they're not going to ever give you closure. You just need to get over it. Right. So move forward. But for some reason in this relationship, which, you know, by all accounts is about 11 months long. And that includes a lot of on and off time, breaking up, getting back together, trying to figure stuff out and, you know, repeating this vicious pattern over and over and over again, all the while knowing his reputation, all the while knowing all of the things that I shouldn't say all of the things, hearing a lot of things that he has done in his past and watching it almost repeat with me. And I wanted, I, again, I knew I wasn't getting what I wanted out of the relationship. I wasn't being treated well. It was not a good relationship. And it wasn't good for several reasons. You know, I enjoyed his company when he was sober, to a certain extent. When he was down in the dumps, maybe coming off of his high or being drunk, he wasn't fun to hang out with. Like all he wanted to do was lay on the couch. And sometimes I actually didn't mind that, having a Netflix and chill day, although there wasn't really the chill part of having sex because that didn't end up happening, especially on those days. Anyway, and that's a, again, topic for another podcast. But I enjoyed like going and doing stuff with him, whether it was, you know, us going fishing or kayaking or playing tennis, bowling, whatever. Those kind of activities and those kind of things where we hung out together, I enjoyed right? We were never the couple that went out to dinner. I would love to go out to dinner, but he never wanted to. Nope, it never, not in the 11 months that we were together, if you will, on and off, did he ever take me 
to brunch. I don't know. I don't think maybe maybe once in New Orleans we went to brunch before we left town and that was it. Uh, but never once here in Memphis did we go to brunch. Um, I can count on my hand how many times he took me to dinner. Right. And one time was Valentine's Day. And he ended up managing to ruin that. And that's, again, story for a future podcast. So yeah, so I've been feeling stuck in this relationship that I, for some reason, couldn't figure out how to get out of. Even though I had all of this information on why it wasn't working. I had all of this information on how he wasn't treating me well. I had all this information on how he was being deceptive, uh, cheating on me. Or like, and that's the thing. Like, I, I know he cheated on me at the very beginning. And I found some stuff out at the very end that technically wouldn't be cheating, but he was definitely fucking deceptive. And he definitely manipulated that to his benefit. And during the rest of the time, there's a couple times where I feel like he was doing some shady shit. Like I said, he never got off the dating apps. So yeah, so he was always talking to other girls. And I don't know if that's, I, I, I don't, I think that's just the narcissist in him that just needs fucking constant female or people attention. Because I don't, yeah, just don't even get me started on that. So I always felt like I was waiting for that one more thing, that one more thing so that I could finally end it, right? And there was something that I am still not able to I'm 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 convinced of it. I mean, I don't have any proof. I have some very good circumstantial evidence that would say my theory is right, but I can't I can't talk about it. I can't I I I can only speculate. I've never been able to prove it. And I was always hoping that would be the thing that I could get myself unstuck and move on from this relationship. Instead, something really bad happened very recently with him and I discovered some things on his phone, again, which we will talk about in a another podcast. And that was it. Yeah, that was like the nail in the coffin. This is the shit I've been looking for. This is the like, you can't get your shit. You can't get yourself out of this one now, you know, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you, well, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, and we'll again talk about this in another podcast. But I found pictures on his phone of naked women, two two naked women to, you know, it's not like there was a ton. So there's two naked women. <clears throat> One of them being someone we know who is, <sighs> I've never trusted her. I've never, uh, I've never believed their story about their relationship. Uh, he claims that they haven't had sex in a very long time, right? That they're just friends. And I'm sure uh, they do drugs together. Yes, no, I know they do. So that's the that's that. So he claims that they are just friends. Well, she has claimed that too. And again, the story of all of this shit mm, will be in the big podcast about all of the shit that he's done. But anyway, so I find naked pictures, uh, I should say topless, topless pictures of this bitch on his phone, her nasty ass titties with a $20 bill in between them and, and their live pictures. So I can hear him going, yes, in the background, right? Okay. That is like, that number one is a stab to the heart. Then I find another picture of some blonde skank in his bed with fucking Walmart feet 
Yeah, like it looked like she'd walked around Walmart barefoot. And yeah, it looks like she's got a fucking cum towel and she's covering her face. And so when we end up having the giant blow up and he wanted the proof that I had found because he thought I didn't have any. And I was like, oh, get ready. I sent him back the pictures to himself. And what's crazy is he denies the one, the one that's got the $20 bill in between her tits. He won't admit to fucking her. No, he he swears up and down that they didn't have sex, but he doesn't even have a reasonable explanation of why he was there with her and she's topless. By the way, she looks naked. You can't really see anything below like her hip bones, but I can see her nasty ass old tattoo from 1947 on her hip. And then you can you can see that she's not wearing underwear because you can kind of see like her butt cheek like laying on the bed like bubbled up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, she doesn't have underwear on and and he's on top of her like I'm the, the, the picture is the point of view of him on top of her. You can't see anything of him at all. But he then claims that he only slept in her bed that they didn't do anything. I call motherfucking bullshit. I'm sorry. You're laying in a naked uh, with a naked woman who, by the way, just two weeks earlier, I even asked him, I said, would you ever have sex with her ever again? And he says, "Ooh, no, she's gross. She's getting fatter again. And she's starting to look more and more like a man. Okay. So you like to be doing shit with people that look like men. Awesome. So there's that. And he has told other people, I did not have sex with her. I did not have sex with her. He, it's like Bill Clinton. It's like, really, motherfucker? You want me to believe that? I don't believe that shit for a second. And, and here's another thing. I would never want to be with somebody that had been with her. Never. Like, good God almighty. No, I'm sorry. I'm no 10, but I know I'm better than that. So you go from me to fucking that? Oh, no, sir. That's not how this works. Now, as far as the blonde skank with the Walmart feet, he admitted to fucking her because, well, let's be honest, there's no way of getting out of it. You know, she's well in your bed and don't even get me started on that story. I will. The, all, both of these stories of him fucking these chicks has a story behind it that it's like going to blow your fucking mind. So here I am. With all of this information, it's over. The, the relationship is over. It's done. I got my final nail in the coffin. But here I am. I'm stuck, you know? And he's totally fine. He is living his life. He's doing exactly what he did before. Do you think he is fucking sad? No, he don't give a fuck. And he never did. He never gave a shit. And, you know, and that's what sucks is like, I'm, I'm stuck because I'm, I need to move forward from this pain, right? This is, this is a very traumatic relationship. A lot of people won't understand when you're in a relationship with a narcissist or you have a trauma bonded relationship, it is very hard. It's very hard because, and that's another thing, logic doesn't work, you know? Again, do I know this guy is a piece of shit? Absolutely. Have people told me he's a piece of shit? Absolutely. Has his family even told me he's a piece of shit? Absolutely. Have his friends told me that he is a piece of shit? Absolutely. Have I had people randomly message me and tell me that he's a piece of shit and tell me terrible stories? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yet, 
I'm stuck. And why? There is this small part of me in my head that, oh God, this is, this may not make sense to some people. It may make sense to others. But you know, he's a piece of shit, right? He doesn't have a job, X, Y, and Z. Okay. You have all these things going for you. Obviously, you're, you're definitely the better catch. I'm the better catch. And this guy has treated me like shit, has disrespected me, and all of those things cheated on me, verbally assaulted me, assaulted me, you name it. And you sit there and think, wow, I'm this amazing, great catch. And yet for some reason, I couldn't even get a piece of shit to like me. I couldn't get a piece of shit to love me. And I, and I know it's not about me. And this is about him. It just, I'm, I'm trying to change that mindset of I couldn't even get a piece of shit to love me. Okay. And that's going to be hard. And that's the thing. It's like, I know that there's, and I'm sorry, I'm crying. I know that there's other people that will treat me better. I don't know if I'll find them, but I know that there are men out there that would adore the snot out of me. No pun intended. Um, And I think part of the reason why I'm also stuck is because I'm also, um, I'm so disappointed in myself that I gave this person so many chances so many chances and that, and I stayed to give them that extra chance to, you know, because I would get the couple good days, right? I mean, and even this last giant fight that ended up in this, where we we are today, we had hung out for a good three, four days together, nonstop, right? And had a good time and made dinner together and all of those things. And then it was a Thursday, And he decided that he wanted to go off and do his own thing with his buddies. Okay, great. Go do your own thing. And um, I ended up going out with a girl and ended up going to the same place because it was the Peabody rooftop party. You know, we ended up meeting up there and I could tell that he had been drinking. And then he starts laying into me. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, we've been so good all week and you've been so nice and so sweet. And then he just was like the devil to me, accusing me of sleeping with his friends and asking me how many guys I had had sex with since we hadn't been together. And I'm like, um, none? What about you? How many girls have you fucked? None. I haven't fucked any. Da, 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 da. Well, clearly, then we find out that's a lie. And, 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 and I found out why he lied about the one. Again, he's still lying about the one that uh, I fucking, oh God, her titties are just like the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. It's just, uh, it's just, and it's not even like she's got nasty titties, but she's got a pretty face. It's not either. She doesn't have either. And it's not like she's got a banging body either. She doesn't even have that. It's like, and maybe that's the reason why he doesn't want to confess to fucking her is because he knows that if he admits fucking her, people are going to be like, man, you fucked that? Wow, that's real bad. That's real bad. Yeah, like it just, I gave him so many fucking chances and I just am so mad at myself because I let myself be stuck in it, right? I stuck m- around hoping, not that this person would change but you, I mean, I guess that is what it is. You hope that they'll be better. Uh, you know, a girlfriend of mine said that she she stayed because she always felt like maybe if I loved him enough, he would be better. And I think that's probably some of it. You know, I thought that maybe if he realized how great of a person I am and how much I would be great to him, he'd be better. And he just wasn't. And he never will be. I mean, at least not anytime soon. Um, 
you know, there's, again, it's not my issue, it's his issue, but it's fucked me up. It's fucked me up. And I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's, um, I mean, I know I'll get through it and it's going to take some time and it's not going to be easy. And I'm, you know, this town is so small. So I, you know, I'm afraid of running into him. And then I'm also afraid of running into him when he has somebody, because that's the thing. It's like, even well, and that's the thing, even if he has somebody, it doesn't matter because she's not important, just like me. I might have been his number one girl, but I wasn't important, you know, because he would still disrespect me in front of my face, in front of other people. I did not matter to him. And um, and I feel like that's a subject for another topic is like, and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the way I become unstuck is a part of the process, like coming to the realization that what you had, it might have been real for me, but it was never real for him. None of what was going on in our relationship was real on his side. He never cared. And that's, and maybe this is what's going to help me move forward is knowing that he did not care. He did not care about me at all. And, you know, and that's tough. You know, some people say, Aaron, he did care about you. He just doesn't, you know, he did in the best way he knows how. Really? Okay. I don't know about that. Because when he was taking pictures of those nasty ass titties with the $20 bill smished in between them and going, yes, he wasn't thinking of me. He was thinking of himself. He didn't think of, oh, I was, I'm really trying to get back together with Aaron. You know, I probably shouldn't do this. No, he didn't think that. He didn't think about me when he was fucking that blonde bitch. He didn't think of me in all of the other times that I will talk about in a future podcast. He didn't think about me once, not once. No, he thought about himself the entire time. And that what's sad is, I don't even know how much he cares about himself because of, I mean, that's one thing. It's like, I know people that are narcissists and they treat themselves a whole lot better than how he treats his body. I mean, the how much he has aged in the last five years is crazy. He has aged immensely. That's, again, I'm going off topic, but, you know, I'm trying to think of different ways to help me move forward, get unstuck, and move forward from this terrible, toxic relationship and be okay with it. I think a lot of times in the past I got stuck because I just could not understand, and that's definitely the case with him, I just can't understand how somebody could treat somebody like that and have such little regard or no regard for your feelings, for your thoughts, and how they treat you. And so I think a lot of times when I've been stuck in the past, it's because of that. And especially with this relationship, because like I said, he's going to go forward and do his own thing, right? So I think me doing this podcast will be a big help. I promise not all episodes in the future will be about him. There's going to be a good handful that are derived from him and one that's going to be oh so good. Yeah. So get ready for that. But that'll help me. And, you know, obviously, I'm going to therapy. So I think that'll help immensely. You know, some people say, oh, you know, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. Eh, well, that might work for him because I think he's been under almost everybody in town or on top of them, I should say. Um, there's nobody really in Memphis I'm looking to get under right now. So we're going to have to press pause on that theory. But you know, something that I just realized is, you know, he'll be fine. He's going to move forward. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think he ever stopped fucking other people the entire time. So that's par, right? 
him trying to get laid is an everyday occurrence for him. So I was sitting here thinking like, here I am worried about me getting over the hump and me being unstuck and me moving forward. And then if you really think about it, he's the one that's stuck, right? Every day is Groundhog's Day for him. Monday and Tuesday, he's coming down from his high. He's coming down from being wasted and hungover. So Monday and Tuesday, he doesn't do anything. Then Wednesday comes. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What is his goal? His goal is to get wasted. His goal is to get high. And his goal is to fuck around and find people to hook up with. Anybody. I mean, clearly, I've seen what he's fucked, and it's not impressive. So at this point, I'm pretty sure if you've got a hole, you're in. But yeah, every day is Groundhog's Day for him. He is not looking to get better. He is not looking to change and be a better person. I mean, with all of the, the shit that has gone in his life, again, topic for another podcast, you'd think that he would do all sorts of things to be a better person. And no, it's exactly the same as he was 20 years ago. He is a man in his 40s, still looking for the next high, whether drugs, whether alcohol, or whether it's sex. So yeah, now, now, maybe, now that helps me. Yeah, I'm not stuck. He's the one that's fucking stuck. Wow. I mean, just thinking about that right now has made me feel a whole lot better. I know that I'm going to be moving forward now. It'll be hard. There's going to be days where I'm sad still. um, But I know on the other end, I'm going to be a better person. And I will have learned something from this. Not sure what I've learned yet. Uh, But yeah, he'll be doing the same shit and just spinning his wheels in life. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to change. No improvement. Golly. Once you, once you put it like that, it, it definitely makes you feel a little bit better. Well, that's the end of the podcast. I appreciate you sticking with me through this 25 minutes. Uh, as far as the next podcast goes, I obviously told you that the next several podcasts will be topics derived from this relationship. And I still haven't figured out if the next one will be about Well, I had a girlfriend say something to me about, Aaron, you know, you're more worried about companionship than the companion. So I think that's a topic that I'm going to, I'm going to dive into, uh, along with narcissism and personality disorders, you know, toxic relationships. And then, of course, I've got the the big podcast that is going to reveal everything. It is going to be like the tell all book and I'm not going to hold back. So, and you know what? Huh? One more thing, I might even have a podcast, you know how I said that our relationship ended in grand fashion? I might even play the audio of how it ended. I haven't quite decided yet, but we'll, we'll see. And here's the thing, with the big podcast where I reveal everything along with the, the ending, once I do it, I can't go back. So I have to think about this very carefully and how I present it, and when I present it, and there you go. So uh, that's the podcast. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. She's cute and she's crazy. Says her ex was lazy. Her love life's kind of hazy. It's Aaron's Thursday vlog. 